Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Christmas to all and to all a good night. And by all, I mean the Washington football team. Welcome. It is Monday, Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL show where we react to everything that happened every Sunday of the NFL season. A reminder before we get started that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's blog and the boys, home of Dallas Cowboys content. That is the NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys here at SB Nation. And like I said, every Monday we get together, we talk about everything that happened throughout the NFL, and we do it live, like, you know, Rockefeller Center, whatever it's called this week, New Year's Eve. We are live and in full action to discuss everything that happened. You can watch us live on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, the SB Nation NFL Facebook page. And we've got some YouTube developments uh, happening as well. You can also obviously listen to our podcast. The SB Nation NFL show is available wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple devices, Spotify, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. By the way, a shout out to our Spotify audience. Spotify now allows you to leave ratings. Uh, so if you can't leave a rating, those things help us out. They make me happy. They make my co-host happy. The one the only, the dashing, the debonair, the all-knowing, all-handsome, all-encompassing from Arrowhead Pride, SB Nation's home, uh, the AFC West champion, back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, Kansas City Chiefs, it is the one and only Pete Sweeney. Pete, it's so great to be with you. I think I got six backs in there. How are you feeling this particular morning? You look great if I do say Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good morning and happy holidays. That's right. Uh, We're also in the holiday season. We just... Uh, had Christmas. This is the sandwich week where there's a lot of people off. So you, mm. you, you got to think people are feeling good right now. We know people are feeling good in Kansas City and feeling Dallas. Good. RJ. Wow. Like uh, I should. Is, is, are the Chiefs and Cowboys the two favorites for the I know the Chiefs are the favorites for su- the Super Bowl. Where do the Cowboys stand in the, the NFC odds right now? Is it, is well, it um, the Green Bay Packers in all of their glory, yeah. uh, unfortunately, are in the right. mix. And I know everybody wants to see that Super Bowl one, the rematch. Well, nobody I, cares. Nobody that cares. would be preferable, yeah, for me. Or, I, or a rematch of last year. That's maybe the two that I'd like to see. We will not be discussing the Green Bay Packers on this particular episode of Monday Football Monday because <laughs> our task, Pete Sweeney, is to discuss everything that happened on Sunday. The Green Bay Packers beat the Cleveland Browns on Saturday. The fraudulent Cleveland Browns, that is. Uh, the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts beat the super fraudulent. Arizona Cardinals on Saturday night. Um, but the Kansas City Chiefs won the AFC West. The Dallas Cowboys won the NFC East. In fact, Pete, half of the NFL's divisions are locked up, sewn up. Good thing they added a whole extra week because there's a lot of things up for grabs. Well, what's wild here is there are six spots that are not determined in the AFC. 
only the Chiefs have clinched a playoff berth, and you have about 13 teams that could realistically make the postseason. So the postseason has started, right? We want to mm. say that it's starting in a couple uh, of weeks. I can't it, wait to hear, uh, hear Coach this week. Yeah, as far as we're looking at it, the playoffs have already started. Yeah, I, it it has felt like that, I, I think, in, in certain games. There was, I thought, you know, I know we'll get into some games here, but I thought there was a playoff feel to uh, a couple games. Even yesterday, like Rams and Vikings felt a little bit playoff-like. I thought that uh, Joe Burrow's statement game felt a little bit like a playoff game between two division teams who, who well, really you know, you know what, you know what, Pete? Let's, like let's quit. Let's quit. You know, let's quit locking eyes across the dance floor. Let's get out here. The Cupid shuffles on. We gotta, you know, to the yeah. left, to the left, to the left. Let's talk. Everybody, about clap the, your hands. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Here the we go. The Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> announced themselves as would-be champions of the yeah. AFC North. Not locked up yet, but forty-one to twenty-one. The Bengals took it personally. I don't know what it is, Pete Sweeney, but they have now swept both the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers on the season. Joey Joseph Burrow, 37 of 46, Mm. 525 yards, four touchdowns through the air, two carries, 11 yards. If you care about that extra fantasy point, it is playoff time after all. A passer rating of 143.2, Pete Sweeney, two touchdowns to T. Higgins, six yards shy of 200. The Baltimore Ravens fielding a rather incomplete roster, but a very impressive game for the Bengals nonetheless. Yeah, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, this was the drama heading into this game, said that Mm. Joe Burrow shouldn't be Shout out, Wink. Chorus Hall of Fame jacket, which Mm. I think he has a point, and I think a lot of us would probably agree with. I love you know, what's Wink. funny is it actually was a Bengal who prematurely put a Hall of Fame jacket on himself and Chad Ochocinco way back when. So, yeah, you know, nice, nice little subtle, you know, double entendre there. Almost a wink to the history of this. Ah, you know what I'm another but double entendre. There we go. Yeah, no, I like Wink. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. To me, it's always a bonus when the Chiefs are able to get past the Ravens because they they usually have a, a pretty good plan and and well thought out and. This just was silly to me because the Ravens were already shorthanded. And this is something that I really respect. <laughs> I hate to keep bringing up the Chiefs always, but Andy Reid just really like, doesn't, give, uh-huh. doesn't give extra bulletin board material. And like to me, you're already shorthanded in this game. Joe Burrow is clearly going to be a, a future, I don't think this year, but like a future MVP candidate mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Why give him the added motivation? And they asked Burrow, who threw four checks notes 525 <laughs> yards after the game if he had heard it and he said you know it, it was a disrespectful comment didn't go too far into it and then another reporter someone from cincinnati very clearly who loves them a little of that chili on the spaghetti asked burrow were you thinking about it as you were throwing for 525 yards and uh, joe who has is, is wearing a santa hat on this zoom by the and way and a crusty crab sweater don't forget that detail please and a crusty crab sweater let's not forget that detail please uh he says maybe which means of course he was thinking about it and then i look on the nfl twitter by the way a shout out to the nfl social teams for doing this they like go to the game of the day now and make this like punny thing where for their their anyway so it's joey franchise king of the jingle uh, and, he, and it's just a picture of Joe and his Santa hat and, and Krusty Krab. And to me, as you look at all these games across the NFL from Sunday, the day to me belonged to Joey Burrow. And I think he sort of announced himself. I mean, we, we, we talk about these young quarterbacks all the time. Dak Prescott, right? 
Josh Allen, another one of your boys, my guy, Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow doesn't really ever really get any of that love. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. To me, this was Joe Burrow announcing to the NFL universe, hey, do you guys forget about me? And the, the Bengals can do some damage in the playoffs. They got the Chiefs actually next week. So, you know, something that Stats has been saying a lot on both the Oddcast and the Look Ahead is how this season's kind of been house money for the Bengals. You know, you, you look, you mentioned Josh Allen, the Bills, you have a big expectation this season. You got to do something serious. Bengals never had that, right? And in fact, a lot of us thought Zach Taylor might be on his way out. Who knows? Whatever, blah, blah. Everybody obviously wanted to see Joe Burrow take a step. I mean, not that he hadn't done it this season, but this was a huge step. And I, I get it that this Ravens team was, was very weak. And then we said that. I mean, the, the Ravens, what they've done this season is really impressive, all things considered. But they've just reached a point where it's too much. And Joe Burrow obviously took advantage of that. And, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you don't feel like he's one of the top, you know, dudes. He's, he's I mean, call it an MVP candidate, call it whatever. He's in the mix. I mean, as far as he's – I. The way I like to look at things, he's going to be in the Sunday Night Football intro with Kerry Underwood. He's going to be on like the NFL Red Zone posters. You know, like he's one of the stars of the NFL. He's become that. And I mean, how long has it been since the Bengals had a star? I mean, and I mean like a bona fide superstar. You mentioned yeah. that the NFL Twitter account does change their header. You know, every single week. Like when when have the Bengals? When was the who was the last Bengal that they would? You know, because even <laughs> even Andy Dalton no, and, and AJ Green. You know, through through all that those highs, their last division title right. now six years ago never had the like superstar kind of aura uh joe certainly has that i mean he he's obviously had that for a long time dating back to college so um you know hey kudos he, to you joe burrow he, he's got young stars around him too jamar chase and t higgins have broken 1000 receiving yards and that makes the Bengals the first team in nfl history to have multiple players with 1000 receiving yards before turning 23 so you talk about sustainability and reaching your prime all of these guys are about technically speaking five years before their prime. So this isn't just the Bengals and what is going to be a one hit wonder. This I think is the Bengals reversing the course of history of them being a laughing stock into what is going to be a regular AFC contender. So um, before we leave this game, um, I mean, the, the Ravens, I thought again, put up a fight, you know, it, doesn't look that way uh, as far as the scoreboard's concerned, but I, I think all things considered, you know, they had to play Josh Johnson at quarterback, Tyler Huntley on the COVID list, just just kind of, you know, the rhythms of what this season has been certainly though, over the last month. Um, some of this garbage time, you know, there's some, some of that, you know, some of that context, but, you know, 300 yards, two touchdowns, you know, Mark Andrews remains a, a fantasy darling at the very least. I mean, eight catches, a buck 25 and a score. A beast. I mean, the, the Ravens, you know, I, this was impressive. I think to hang in there as long as they did or how they did at least was, you know, something that I don't think anybody expected. I mentioned fantasy. This was the kind of situation where you said, okay, well, even Tyler Huntley's out. I'm going to pick up the Bengals defense and I'm going to play. I'm going to stream this defense and I'm going to have a lot of success. And, and the Ravens, you know, they, they do not there. If any team does not go out like with a whimper, it is the Ravens. They, you know, it's a football cliche, but they fight to the very well, bitter end. And, and I think John Harbaugh deserves a lot of credit for that. They got the Rams and the Steelers. They're not going to win mm -hmm. both of those games. And they are the, be, they are the seven seed as of this moment, just for full gonna, context. But yeah, I think they end up finishing the season eight and nine or nine and eight. And they're going to be right on the outside looking in. And for all the injuries that they sustained this year, that it actually is incredible when you mm -hmm. really look at and, and dig into who they had injured. And then you have the games where you don't have Lamar Jackson. You had this unfortunate circumstance where you do have to play Mr. 14 team josh johnson and and that doesn't really put you in in a, a good light either and so 
kudos to the Ravens for, for making it close. But, you know, if you look at this AFC playoff picture, there's only seven teams. One of these bigger name teams was going to be on the outside looking in. And I think we're establishing it's probably going to be Baltimore. Mm. Um, T's and P's, Baltimore Ravens, T's and P's. You mentioned him, Pete Sweeney. I did not believe I had jumped off the bandwagon, but the Buffalo Bills have life. The Buffalo Bills <laughs> got the, uh, like, like any medical drama, you know, on network television, got the electric right. paddles, clear, defibrillator, and just yeah. put life back into their season. That's right. Yeah, Bears, Bears, Bears pumped up. We sure that his name is not Bill? Is, is that Bill, Bill the dog? Uh, there was a Bill who had a comment here. Bear, it's okay. 33 Garbage day. It's your, coming in. Your, your thoughts on the Bills. It is a raucous there in, in Texas. My God. Uh, calm down, Bill. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think they needed this type of game for confidence reasons. This would have been the, uh, per, you know, the, the classic end of the season before the season's over type of game if Buffalo loses. And I, I think it was important not only to win, but for Josh Allen to look as good as he did, because I think we were starting to feel like, and, and who knows confidence and, and whatnot with Allen, is he capable of winning a game like this? And I thought the Buffalo Bills had a good game plan. They were, managed the run and put it essentially by scoring points on the back of Mac Jones, who looked like a rookie, right? And so, you know, you, you, have this game and, and this is a game the buffalo bills should should win they should have won the other one that the wind disaster three past game and so uh, they take care of business here and i always say this if you can just simply get in the dance and if you're playing well at the end of december then suddenly you are a threat and i look at this right because i i cover the kansas city chiefs and you look at the rest really? of the afc we playoff picture and you wonder okay which of these teams to you feels like a real threat to that could possibly win to me looking at the AFC right now because of the quarterbacks and everything that go into it and Buffalo getting some of that confidence early in the season Cincinnati is there Indianapolis might be there again teams that possibly could knock off the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium but Buffalo probably to me still even with them in the fourth seed is the greatest threat to everything the Chiefs want to accomplish this year and I think they have to have a feeling like, look, we had our ups and downs. We had that embarrassing loss, 9-6 in Jacksonville, but we won this big game that was, as we started with the top of the show, essentially a playoff game. They needed to win this game, and they did in a convincing fa fashion. And to me, right when he needed it, it was the rearrival of Josh Allen. So uh, the mail truck is passing by, which has upset my dog. So, um, you know, ticking time bomb situation sort of here. Uh, but I do want to say to your <laughs> point, th this was a play like, you know, I, I made the trope earlier, like playoffs start now. This was a play. You had to win this game. You had to. And I think that this proves when you look back on the Monday night loss to New England, that in chaos, Bill Belichick will thrive. Right. Like when when the, the when this when the game is upside down, when when every the wind, you know what I mean? When there is that extenuating circumstance. Bill Belichick will thrive. But I think a lot of people felt, and Bill's fans obviously did, that on a neutral field, yeah. uh, not that this was that, but but in normal yeah. standard circumstances, Buffalo would find a way. They did. This was, I, like, I'm not saying Josh Allen is MVP, but he had an MVP game. Like, this was, there were critical moments down the stretch where Buffalo just absolutely had to have a first down, had to have something. And Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, the superstars on this team rose to the occasion. That is, like, 
that is such a nice thing when, when you when you are up against a wall and the guys you pay big money to the guys who are the leaders of your team they show up and they deliver like that that doesn't happen all the time i think the i think sean mcdermott deserves way more credit than we or even maybe giving him Diggs was a little bit more curbed i think this year than than last year and i also thought in this game as you watched it you said to yourself uh-oh if Allen and Diggs get this going again and they can beat anybody really i, I that's kind of how I, I feel about it i didn't like how they were reacting after the patriots game with mcdermott saying it wasn't a belichick win it, it was everything that was a belichick win as you were alluding to and i didn't like the fact that they took offense to reporters asking questions if they were embarrassed on their field know what uh, you, you do in that scenario you go back and you play like you did against the Patriots in this game and then you don't have to say things like that at the podium and so the Bills have everything in front of them they got an easy rest of the way and so they're going to be a threat in in the AFC playoffs and we'll see how far they can go what do you make of New England's playoff chances they're the sixth seed at the moment I mean, who, the the last, the who are the last two games for them uh, well, I can't believe you don't know this off the top of your head, Pete, as I stall momentarily to pull up the schedule and also balance the mail truck on its way here. Uh, the Patriots' final two games of the season are the Jacksonville Jaguars at home in Foxborough and then w. Miami. That's right, Barrett. W for both. So they will be in the playoffs as a wild card behind the Bills because they blew this game yesterday. Right? Do you agree with that? Okay. RJ is muted because... I bet his dog's going bananas. The, the mail truck has passed. I don't know what was delivered, but it better be good is all I have to say. Uh, congratulations. Maybe it was a grapefruit spoon? Did you get, is that what you wanted? Oh, actually, real quick sidebar. Right before we started recording, Pete, Rachelle, and I, our fantastic producer, we were talking, and they did not know that there is a special spoon to eat grapefruits. I, mm. I, are you embarrassed by this, Pete? No, I don't get embarrassed by anything. Um, uh, it, I, a- I, I have it pulled up right now. I don't, I don't dabble in a ton of grapefruits so i don't think i'll ever be purchasing something like this but it is a it is a weird thing to look at it it is a it looks like a sharp spoon it's, you can imagine it, that again it's it got has teeth like, at the end of it it has teeth to like like i told i'm not a grapefruit like stan but it's to you know scoop the the meat of the fruit off the skin um if mm. you are aware or unaware of grapefruit spoons let us know on twitter pete is at pg sween rachel is at rachel monique I am at RJ Ochoa. Grapefruit uh, is a very odd tasting fruit. I'm I I don't know who just likes to walk around with this highware four piece grapefruit spoon. I agree. Like be well, chomping I think, down on some 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 GF. I think it's weird that people like grapefruit juice. Like to me, like it's such a bitter taste. Like why would yeah, you? Yeah, it's got you like know? a sassy taste. It's like I, I don't want to drink a sassy drink. I like can this. see eating it. Like maybe you like the experience of it. Like you know, maybe yeah. it's relaxing to you or something. Like some sort of like bonsai tree. But um, but yeah, not maybe for me. some incense. Um, I don't know. But let's go to LA. The Los Angeles Rams right. have overtaken the fraudulent Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West thanks to a 30 to 23 victory against Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings Matthew Stafford boy. headed to the playoffs with the Rams 21 of one, uh, 21 and four, or 37 excuse me 197 yards one touchdown three interceptions some of them rather ugly this was kind of a not so glamorous day for Matthew Stafford Kirk Cousins on the other side 27 of 38 350 yards a touchdown and a score Justin Jefferson did pass Odell Beckham Jr who was obviously on the other side of this game for the most receiving yards by a player in their first two seasons in the NFL but the Rams got it done Pete and sometimes you just got to get it done you got to find a way like I said they have not only passed 
the Cardinals for first place in the a- excuse me, the AFC West, the NFC West. But they have also, by virtue of the tiebreaker among the three teams tied for second in the NFC, passed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams currently sit as the three seed in the NFC. These are hard games to win in the NFL where you do have a franchise quarterback, which we'd all agree that Matt Stafford is, but this was a rough outing. And to win despite your quarterback playing extremely poorly is impressive. And I think it just speaks to the threat that the Rams are in the NFC. And this was a defensive game, Aaron Donald and the secondary and doing what they could to manage to an extent, Justin Jefferson, he still had 116 yards, but it wasn't enough damage again to, to win this football game. We do have to say when it, it comes to Jefferson, he set the record for the most receiving yards um, in the first two years of yeah, a young I literally co- said that, Pete. Career. Literally the words that came out of my mouth like 30 but, seconds ago. But I like the fact that, well, this is my point. I like the fact <laughs> that Odell Beckham Jr. was on the field and he got to come. I literally said that too, Pete. And, Jeez. And they, they have a, this Maybe friendship. Maybe I'm still on mute, man. They have this friendship about him. Do we have a um, friendship? Goodness. Uh, Anthony Barr had had two interceptions, which is is tough to accomplish as a linebacker. And they came at at tough times because it was it, it gave the Vikings um, the short field. And so for the Vikings to have the opportunities that they did and to to not be able to come out with a win, I think just goes to show where they're at. And uh, and again, I said like, all year we've talked about the Vikings and I said they are in. Uh, NFL purgatory and that is where they're going to finish just out of the playoffs and without a good draft pick and then stuck with Kirk Cousins your boy and uh the the Rams are are on their way up and Cam Akers is on the way back which is incredible and that's going to be an incredible boost and uh the NFC playoffs should be really really intriguing uh it's nice to see the Rams back but I don't know that Cam Akers is like necessary um I'm not like about to hang my hat on Sonny Michelle but 27 carries a buck 31 had the score in this game, Daryl Henderson, sorry for anyone who did play him in fantasy, one carry for 17 yards. Um, so not ideal there. Uh, <laughs> I have a quick fantasy point on Henderson. McVay just doesn't want to play Henderson. When Malcolm Brown was on the team, Malcolm Brown would get key carries over Henderson. Any excuse that you give Mr. McVay not to play him? Mr. He, McVay. He's going to go in the other direction, and that's why you're seeing Sony Michelle. And as soon as Cam Akers gets back, it's going to be Akers, and it's going to be Michelle. And Poor Daryl Henderson is going to be on the bench. Just get send him to another team so someone else can enjoy uh, Henderson. Do you, do you really believe in the Rams? Like, do you? I mean, like, no. do you? Why not? Well, it. I don't know. I. I just with Stafford playing like this, it's hard to believe that they're going to be able to win in the playoffs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and Stafford's been waiting for this opportunity for his entire life. This type of team entering the postseason. And he just needs to play better. If I, if he could, if they could, if he could show me a little bit more in what what are the final two weeks, and I think the Rams suddenly become way more interesting because of that defense and just how complete the, a, a team they are. But you got to see at at some point the quarterback go out and play well and propel his team to a big victory. And and this was anything but that. Uh, the Rams moved to eleven and four. Like I said, the three seed in the NFC playoff picture. The Vikings not dead in the water yet, Pete. They are seven and eight. They are the nine seed. Um, eight win teams in the NFC currently holding on to wild card spots. The San Francisco 49ers, who lost on Thursday night to Tennessee, and the Philadelphia Eagles, who we'll get to in just a bit. The New Orleans Saints are seven and seven and play tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, definitely an uphill battle for for the Vikings, but like I said, not mathematically eliminated quite yet. Uh, where do you want to go next, Pete? You pick. You're you're up. Dealer's choice. Go for it. Tech, let's go to let's go to Texans. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I throw out the F word a lot. I, Whoa. No, I don't do that. I understand that I'm I I am, the I am, explicit I known for this. Playable. Yeah. I have called a lot of people frauds. Mm. And here's here's the thing, Pete. I'm about to surprise you here. I'm not going to call the Los Angeles Chargers frauds. Who no. I'm going to you? lead here. Lost lost to the Texans. The Texans, 41 to 29. The Houston okay. Texans. That's right. Not the Rex Dallas Texans. 149 right. yards in this game. Um, and two touchdowns. Okay, so the <laughs> Rex the frauds, Rex the, the, the true frauds. Yeah, and this somewhat includes us, but we're we're on the outer outer surface of this. Are the people who raced to crown the Chargers? Are mm. the people who raced to crown Justin Herbert? He's on Patrick Mahomes's level. He's not. The people who raced to crown Brandon Staley, who I like and have no issues with the decisions he made against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, despite my friend Pete and his uh, lack of appreciation for the finer things in life like data and intelligence. But it is what it is. Analytics. The frauds are the people. Fraudulitics sometimes to me. thought that this was different. And you know what? I am going to challenge the oddcast, Pete Sweeney. All right. And I'm oh, going to okay. challenge specifically. Just gonna, my, let me know what of, that is. One later. of my other. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll send you a Slack later. Uh, I'm going to challenge one of my other co-hosts, Mr. Brandon Lee Gotten, because when the Minnesota Yelled Vikings, it. who we just spoke about, Pete, lost to the Detroit Lions, it was what a bunch of losers. How could you do <laughs> this? How could you possibly? Kirk is a loser. Kirk lost, blah, 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 whatever, blah, blah. This is unacceptable. This is disgraceful. I don't even want the Chargers in the playoffs anymore. I don't. I'm sorry. Not you cannot lose this game. You cannot lose this game and have me take you seriously. I'm out on the Chargers. I'm out. I'm all the way out. Maybe next year we'll talk. We'll revisit it. We'll, we'll sit down. We'll break bread. Who knows? But I am out on the Chargers, and anyone who believed in them owes the general footballness of the world <laughs> an apology because it, there was nothing. There was nothing other. Pe- people love to do this, Pete, and you you probably yeah. experienced this on on Twitter. Give, give me like a, a a roster bubble Chiefs player. Just give me one. Give me give me a guy who's like at the tail end of the roster, like a like a young player. Uh, how about Byron Pringle? Okay, oh, okay. I I would bet my bottom dollar, Pete, that in the preseason you've gotten tweets like, "Man, I really think Byron Pringle is going to come out." This is Byron Pringle showing out. Like he's, I really this is. There's a difference between what you want to happen and what you actually think is going to happen. And a lot of people love to like confuse the two and just say, "I think insert something they want here." Is going to happen. And that's what everybody did with the Chargers. It would have been a cool story. It was a cool story for a little while. They are frauds and their <laughs> believers are frauds. Well, okay. Okay. I I think I, I, I agree with parts of what you say, what you're saying. I, I think people, parts, that's right. Hundred percent. I think people part, were right? a little too fast to to jump on the Charger bandwagon. Because we crowned them. It's fine if you want to make them the Duke of or yeah. Duchess of they're, NFL royalty, but we went straight to King and Queen. There because there's Kansas City Chiefs fatigue. And I, I think you see that. You know what? I agree with that. I hate that point generally, but I agree with that in this case. Sorry, I'm fired up. Keep going. Now I don't want to lean all the way into the F word like you because in this game they were without Eckler. Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, and Corey Lindsley. The Texans were without 16 players. No, I and, understand. And they are awful when they have those players. So, no. I think, I, I think, I so Keenan Allen is, is the top receiver on this team, but I think Mike Williams has maybe been one of the more underrated players in the AFC and the NFL. 
I'm making excuses for them. I mean, you saw teams throughout the league find ways to win games as they're missing COVID players. But to me, every team has a stinker. I don't know if you remember this game, but the Cowboys played the Broncos not too long ago, and that the didn't Broncos really not the Texans. That didn't really go go so well. No, you know, dude. the the Kansas City Chiefs they had a game against the Titans where they lost twenty seven three and looked awful. No. I, I I'm sorry, no way. I'm not. You can't do it. You can't. Well, here's no. the thing. Here's Mm-mm. the thing, RJ, and here's the reality of it. It's one game, and now the Chargers have two division games left. Now the Broncos, they no longer control their own destiny, Pete. Like now they are on the outside if we, if, looking in. If we're gonna say, okay, the Baltimore Ravens are falling out, which they in all likelihood will, it's going to be the Chargers or sure. the Raiders, because we're not gonna say the Pittsburgh Steelers after what they showed yesterday are gonna be capable. And they have this week 18 game against each other. Uh, Raiders and Chargers, you know, that could be for the seed seven in the AFC. This is a worse loss than the Vikings losing to the Lions. I'm sorry. This is worse than that because this is supposed to be a better team. Like the pomp and circumstance surrounding the Chargers, again, was equivalent to the Chiefs, was equivalent to the Bucks, was equivalent to the Rams at its height, was equivalent to the Cowboys. And what, what what was the peak of of this Chargers dumb? But I when mean, you run like, you, when you run your offense through Williams and Eckler, I it, I don't I'm I'm with you. You still have to beat the Texans, but I just think with the with you the pieces this game. they can't. were missing. Rex Burkhead ran all over them. You, 149 yards, two touchdowns. Burkhead. Davis Mills had was 21 of 27 for 254 yards. And the two run scores. defense has left some room to be desired there in LA. I mean, what a travesty. You got the sickest uniforms in the world. So are you ready to put a fork in them? You, they're not making the postseason. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they no. are frauds. So well, you, you, you're you're favoring one F word over the other. You're not ready do, for yeah. the fork. I, I don't do forks. All right. You know, I only do grapefruits. You know, right? I, I just thought the forks was like a Dallas thing. Like I thought, you know, people in the Dallas community love to just stick forks in teams that aren't done. No, no, no. You're thinking of brands like branding irons. You know what I'm Maybe saying? Maybe Irvin, um, Michael Irvin sticking a fork in no, the Chiefs. I, I don't I don't do forks. I do frauds. You're officially labeled as a fraud. We put you do you know, grapefruit spoons, is what you do. You're right, exactly. And they are frauds. They are not <laughs> contenders. They might and like I'm not even saying they they won't they won't get in the playoffs, they won't win a playoff game, but this right. is not sustainable. They are not worthy of the love that they get. I mean, look, love them, like treat them kindly. But you know what I'm saying? Like they are they are not football worthy. They are frauds. They will they're not, not you they're, you're just saying they're just not AFC contenders. They're a they're spicy not, team. But, and, they're still kind of spicy. They're not even spicy. They're like mild. That's what I'm saying. We do our. I forgot our burrito mm. bit. By the way, that's on me. But we do our chipotle bets every single week. You know how they right. got the corn salsa, the mild, the the legit yeah, yeah. salsa. They're the right. corn salsa. Like it's it's mm. barely salsa. It it only like literally qualifies from a definition standpoint as salsa. Might be the worst salsa at Chipotle. Right. The exactly. Worst. It might be the worst one. They're the corn salsa, and they don't yeah. deserve any more of our time. Way to go, Texans, for exposing the frauds that are the believers in the Los Angeles Chargers. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Where do you want to go next, Pete? That was a good discussion. You set it up. Go two for two. Where do you want to go next? Come on, Pete Sweeney. You can do it. All right. Let me get the list of games over here quick. List of games. Not like you needed this when we started the show or anything. No big deal. Let's keep it in the AFC West and go to the the Raiders and and Broncos. The Raiders and the Broncos. It was actually this victory by the Las Vegas Raiders that secured the NFC East for the Dallas Cowboys, who we will get to. Don't worry, people. Uh, 17 to 13. That doesn't make any sense to me, by the way. It was strength of victory because the Cowboys and Eagles obviously played. uh, You know what? I don't know if that should... That's a little underwhelming, right? When you have this great Cowboys year. That is the the Drew Locke of tiebreakers. Raiders was extremely. Actually, this game was just sad. I don't think we need to spend too much time. (laughs) This was just sad. Like it made me sad that there are fan bases who root for these teams every week. That's that's how that's how I felt about this. Like, you know what I hated? Derek Carr threw an awful awful pick six at the end of the first half, and you know, just I mean, I don't. You're saying at that point he didn't deserve to win, right? That's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying it actually wasn't a pick six. Uh, it went down to the one yard line, but it was almost a pick six. But my point is, it's like Derek Carr chases him down, makes the tackle, and then gets up and is like, you know, doing some hand gestures like, yep, he was there. It's like, hey, Derek Carr, you acknowledging the horrible thing you did seconds after you did it in no way like makes up for it. Like, like it's, right. it's still an awful thing just because you're now aware that it was an awful thing doesn't yeah. exonerate you from it. I there are, I go I go back and forth. Dude. Like I feel bad for Derek Carr that he's trapped by this franchise, but I mean he is trapped I, by the franchise, dude. He is. I mean he's better than them, but like that's not saying much. You I know, know I, I just he is the perfect quarterback for the Washington Football Team next year. That's really how I feel about Derek Carr. Yeah, I I tend to think the Raiders are going to really really start fresh, and that includes at the quarterback position. Uh, I the, with this win though, somehow they are, they are still in the mix. I just talked about the Chargers. They're both eight and seven at this point, and they got a game against each other. So unless they're going to pull a Pittsburgh Steelers and tie, someone is going to get to nine wins here. And if they can win the other game, get to 10 and probably be in the postseason. So Vegas for all the ups and downs and off the field and Derek Carr looking like Derek Carr to me, they have everything right in front of them right here. If they can just take care of business. The Denver Broncos, meanwhile, on the other end of that, uh, now fall to seven and eight. Um, I mean, they they had a clear and obvious ceiling on their team, even with Teddy Bridgewater. Who there's a my- there's a, a a a sigh of relief in a sense, I think, when your team like Denver in their scenario because they want to get rid of Vic Fangio. They want to move on. Yeah, it's it, tough it to is, do that when when they make the postseason. You know what I it mean? It is it is like a freeing, like a like a liberating feeling. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not like, great. It's it's not great when the day of because you're still hopeful. I want right, playoff right, football right. in Broncos country. But then Monday happens. You get to the afternoon and you're like, oh, 
okay, at <laughs> least we can get a new head coach in, right? And that'll be some new energy. No, I think it's and, you and know, when you get a new quarterback and, and whatnot, who knows what can happen for you. To me, it's and I never personally experienced this if my parents are listening, but it's like when you fail a class in college, but you, like yeah. you, you know you're going to fail that class and then you go and, and you, you, you do the, the final and it's terrible and the final grades get posted and you're like, okay, I failed. You know what I mean? Right. But like, this isn't a surprise. And you're like, it, there's almost this like, to your point, like sigh of relief. And you're like, okay, you know what? I can retake the course and I'll, I'll just take it more seriously. <laughs> like, I'll, yeah. t- I'll just, I'll just take it more seriously. Next time I won't go out on a Tuesday evening before the Wednesday exam. I don't know how, how the parties work at Syracuse, but there's no Tuesday parties in College Station. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's uh, not true. That is a hundred percent not true. I, I, I did do know someone named Johnny Manziel that well, I mean, would we all, to differ. Yeah, every school has their king, and you know. <laughs> anyway, um, every school has their king. Oh, what a great song! Um, seriously, what a great time. Thanks. Um, but I, I think, and I said this on the look ahead last week. The Broncos have accomplished the most important thing relative to them this season. They have proven that they are worthy of a franchise quarterback choosing them. Right, they they have proven to Aaron Rodgers. The, they got the rest of the cast. They got receivers. That's, they that's got what defense. I'm saying. That's, they got the running back in. That's there. all this was about. It's, this was about luring Aaron Rodgers. They went. You know who they were? They were. Um, they were the pick for next year's Bachelor. Right. They had a, a good enough oh. season, and now they get to be the Bachelor next year. Like came close, right? But look, they didn't get the final rose in in yep. what were seven suitors left and wow people kind of started to really like denver they got those orange jerseys maybe aaron Rodgers, russ wilson wouldn't look too bad in 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 that jersey let's just hope the the bachelor doesn't choose deshaun watson as meredith gray once said in another abc production given that the bachelor is on that network pick me choose me that is what the denver broncos have been saying to aaron Rodgers. let's go pete to what was surprisingly it's actually two surprisingly interesting games we'll get to here the new york jets outlasting the Jacksonville Jaguars. No Robert Sala in this game. 26 to 21. Trevor Lawrence, 26 of 39, 280 yards, no scores. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, 14 of 22, 102 yards through the air and a touchdown, but nobody cares. It was the 52-yard scamper that he had. Four carries for 91 yards ultimately, so he was also busy outside of the big run. Michael Carter, 16 carries, a buck 18. This was a nice win for the Jets. This was like a Christmas win, you know, but this this did not have the juice of number one pick versus number two pick. I didn't feel that way, at least. I, I don't care about this game. I don't know. <laughs> this is You're talking about a five it went, wins. It went down to the end, though. That, that's what I meant. Like, it, the five final, the final possession team. had meaning. That, I did not think that would be the case. There was some comments, and, and you know, this is a silver lining for – Jacksonville fans there were some comments that they finally feel like okay they're they're feeling like a football team again and like they can maybe win some kind of, kind of game in the future at some point the Jets I I mean I don't know it, 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 do you feel good about Zach Wilson right now do you feel good about the future do you do you believe that there's any you know, sliver of hope that they're going to be a playoff team next year if, or in the year after no I, I don't I, I, I don't know if it's the number two thing, but he actually reminds me of like the worst qualities of Johnny Menzel. Like that that's what I think of when I when I watch Zach Wilson. I just like these these are like two depressed like I'm I was depressed watching the Raiders Broncos game because I was like, man, this sucks. You know, like yeah. I, feel, I feel for the but this was like a different level of, of suck. Like these are just two 
insignificant teams. Like if these teams, if the NFL today was like, you know what, we're we're getting rid of the Jaguars and Jets. Like I would feel, I would be bothered if the NFL got rid of the Raiders and Broncos. You know what I mean? I'd be like, they're historic. You know, like I, I would be so upset, but I really would not care or lose a, a wink of sleep. Shout out to, of course, uh, Joe Burrow's rival. Um, the, if, the, if that, we, if this happened. We do have to say like, so Trevor Lawrence in this game was 26 of 39 for 280. And what has gotten lost, I think, and, and this is probably the biggest travesty of the NFL this year, was, man, this was the surest prospect since Andrew Luck. And I know that you have to see them play, and what happens, happens, and you know maybe you can't live up to those expectations. But it just had to look better than this, and Jaguars' ownership just did him such a disservice and just said, you know, this year of your life, we're just going to burn it, right? Like, it's gone, and you might have to kind of reestablish and and retool yourself this offseason. This is the most important coaching hire maybe this offseason for a, a player's life in a sense cuz Lawrence does not look like he was built. He doesn't even look close to it. He looks like I would say and I'm not even being exag- you know exaggerating here. He looks like the worst quarterback in the class, right? I mean, you even had Zach Wilson who does, has not looked great and Wilson clearly outperformed him. Can, in this can game. you think of like and again, Pete and I are not trying to like you know, say the jury's back on Trevor Lawrence. He's done. He's cooked, whatever. But no, it's like, not his fault. No, I know. But what I'm saying is like, y- you can think of a big play from every quarterback, right, Bear? Like you, you can think of, like you can think of a, even like quarterbacks that have been awful. You can think of a big play that Baker Mayfield made this year. Or even yeah. like an, even like a notable play, like even not yeah. a big play, like even the like, the poor tackle attempt against Houston early on this season where you heard it. Sh- like you could think of something significant that Baker Mayfield did. Can you think of anything? Like, is there any no, Trevor I, Lawrence memory that comes Google to mind? Trevor Lawrence highlights from 2021, 404 not found. Uh, that's, that's wow. just clearly what, what it is. He went 404. Shout so, out to internet. Language. Maybe he can take a red shirt and start his rookie year again next year. Um, okay. Uh, next, uh, not really surprisingly interesting game, but we have to talk about it. So I'll get to it and then get through it. The Chicago bears. That's right. Little buddy sitting on the couch in the office outlasted the still, still need a bear cam. Got to get that figured out. You got to be like somewhat good to be a fraud. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you know, be, like being a fraud is like you, you teased us. So, and then, so C- Seattle doesn't deserve it. Is that what no, you're going Se- with this? Seattle never merited consideration for wow. being a fraud in my book. Cause they were just that bad. They lost Pete to the Chicago bears who basically leaked in the morning. We want to lose so that we can fire Matt Nagy and get a jump start on interviewing head coaching candidates because the NFL has the new rule. They lost to a Chicago Bears team that started Nick Foles at quarterback. They lost to this team at home. Russell Wilson, that's the thing, dude. Like, Look, I will fully admit that Aaron Rodgers owns my life. He owns my team, and it sucks. And I am terrified of him, and he is still awesome. And wherever he goes, he's going to be awesome again, and it will be annoying. You may may have to beat him. Oh, that's true. I mean, we'll get there. On the other end of that spectrum, though, I have loved Russell Wilson forever. He's awesome. He has been my favorite non-Cowboys quarterback in the NFL for a long time. I do not think that it's just this automatic, like, oh, my gosh, the insert whoever here got Russell Wilson in the offseason. They are they're back. This team's back. They'll call it the Giants or the Broncos or the Raiders. The, Saints, no, the Giants whatever. are doubling down on. Daniel oh, dude. Oh, That's what, another story. what a but that like, again, not worthy of frauds. But I just do. I don't. 
I, I don't think Russell's that guy anymore. I mean, and I yeah. think there's a lot of evidence to support that. Dude, the Seahawks lost this game. What a bunch of losers. 25-24. They both are 5-10. and 10. Seattle, not that this is a surprise, officially mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, this is the end for Russ Wilson and this Seattle. This is the end. Great underrated movie, by the way. Right. Um, no time to die. So I, I, you know, I think it is what we we saw Seattle heading toward anyway, and and I think it's easier. It's becoming easier for Seahawks fans to be okay with the start over because I I just think you know you know for a little bit there they were flirting with relevance, right? And you're like, okay, one last dance, one one more time, and now I I think Russ Wilson, like sometimes you'll see with a lot of head coaches and. You know, quarterbacks and other situations, I think of, you know, we talked about Stafford and just like needing a, a fresh start in a, in a new place and him wanting that and the organization supporting that and, and getting him to somewhere where he wanted to be. And I think Russ Wilson isn't needed at he, he is not the same quarterback that we saw heading to Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls or the Super Bowl, I should say. And uh, and yeah, I, I think this is the end and, and we'll see if Pete Carroll is still there too, but I just think the Seattle Seahawks are going to look very, very different next year. And same thing with Chicago. It, it just delays what they want to do this offseason in starting over themselves just another week. I'm going to say this, and I feel like I'm talking here to a specific set of teams. I'll say it's probably uh, the Saints, the Lions, the Panthers, maybe, um, the Texans. And I don't know, maybe even the Seahawks and maybe maybe the Raiders or Broncos do not let this Nick Foles performance convince you that he is worth a shot in 2022, Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to happen. Some team's going to say, well, Nick Foles went to Seattle in the snow and beat the Seahawks. Do not not let that happen. Jacksonville tried and they made a mistake. And I don't I don't know if a team will do it. We'll see. Um, speaking of Detroit, let's head there next. Twice. Coming off of their shocking win over the Arizona Cardinals, they faced another bird team uh, whose primary colors are red, black, and white. Um, but this time, it was not a win that they found. Between the twenty to sixteen, the final score, uh, the Falcons. Have, have a, a teeny, teeny, teeny little heartbeat. Matt Ryan, 18 of 24, 215, and a touchdown. Kyle Pitts went over 100 yards. Uh, no Jared Goff in this game on the COVID list. It, again, not a surprise that Detroit lose. I mean, there really isn't that much to take away from this other than, you know, Kyle Pitts is good. That's kind of the, the main thing here. Yeah, it's it's tough, and and this is why you, you got to try to avoid. This is why you lift all them weights. This is why you got to try to avoid bad losses you know, if at all possible. And, you know, you look at the Falcons schedule and, and you go back to the 34-30 loss to Washington or the 19-13 loss to what was the Panthers. And if one of those goes your way, then mm. suddenly you're in a lot better shape right now. And so that's where those those things start to pop up and matter. The Falcons almost blew this game. So um, that that's not a surprise, which I think is uh, a problem here. They were ended up giving the, the Lions the ball back and then were able to, to hold on. I I like that Kyle Pitts is putting together the year sort of in this last stretch that we thought he might have, because I think it reaffirms the fact that they did make this decision to not take a quarterback and go with what would be an offensive piece that you can, you can build around. And so, I mean, we'll see what the Falcons can do. You know, the lions are what the lions are. The Falcons are not going to make the postseason, as you said, with the the, the minor heartbeat. And so uh, this becomes another team for me, 
that you have to watch in the offseason. And they got to look themselves in the mirror and figure out what they want to do. Look in the mirror. Anyway, uh, let's head to the NFC South champions, Pete Sweeney. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers secured their first division title with Tom Brady, a quarterback, thanks to a 32-6 to win over the, again, not worthy of being called fraudulent Carolina Panthers. Uh, Brady himself, 18 of 30, 232 yards, a touchdown. Antonio Brown serving as the number one wide receiver with Chris Godwin gone for the year. Mike Evans out. 10 catches, 101 yards. Uh, not a real, like, razzle-dazzle game. I mean, the 32 points, you know, I think make, makes it look that way. But it just really – it was just kind of a ho-hum day uh, if there is such thing as a ho-hum 32-6 to win. The Panthers, while they are not frauds, suck, dude. Their kicker, Lareem Hyrulahu, uh, was nice. was on – thank you very much – was on the Dallas Cowboys roster and played a game for them this past season when Greg Zerline – or this season, rather. Uh, Greg, Greg Zerline was on the COVID list. The Panthers are just – they make me sad. They alternated quarterbacks <laughs> in this game. And that's the thing. Like, I, I actually think they're the story, even though the Bucs won the, the NFC South. But I don't think there's anything to say. Like, the Bucs are good. Well, but the Panthers, there is something to say very quickly here. Two, that's first division title since 2007. Come up right. of the week goes to the Bucs. Getting a hat and T-shirt in the regular season. Hat, that's a long time to not win a division. I know they were able to win the Super Bowl last year, and, and that, that's what really matters. But uh, they won it as a wild card team. They are, are back to controlling that division, and I think they will control it so long as Tom Brady wants to continue eating salads and going to bed at 8.30 and wants to continue playing until he's 50. This is the Bucks division, so congratulations on the come-up of the week. No congratulations to Antonio Brown, who continues to make me sick each and every week. But go ahead. I'm sorry, RJ. Antonio Brown had a very, very unkind answer when asked about the fake vaccination card, um, et cetera. Uh, just a guy who just does not care. I mean, and about see, anything, but you, you, you <laughs> see this um, very clearly. Like, there are there are instances, and and I'm not saying yeah. this is is the same as anything, but there are instances where a player is asked about something controversial or something embarrassing. You've talked about the Bills after the Monday Night loss. Whenever they're asked about something displeasing, sometimes you get the guys who just answer the question. Sometimes you get the terse response, like, "Oh, you know what? You know, uh, we just got to be better or whatever." Right. I mean, this was Antonio Brown snapping and. Uh, and then being pressed and, and respect to the reporter who who pressed and said, look, this is the first time we're getting to talk to you here. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, so not great vibes. Um, and also, you know, I don't know what the opposite of the comp of the week is, but goes to Bruce Arians. Like, I, I know I've been hard on Bruce Arians, but <laughs> yeah. Bruce, Bruce has had to. I don't even know if you can call it eat crow because, I mean, remember right. all the talk. Oh, we're not going to sign Antonio Brown had to walk that back and then basically tried to pound his chest and say, oh, we're going to cut Antonio Brown as soon as he's back from suspension. And then, you know, Chris Godwin gets hurt and everybody understands the need for him, but then has to walk that back too. like B. No Evans or Godwin or Fournette. Yeah. And then you suddenly know, you like, absolutely need Antonio Brown. You didn't before. You absolutely need him now. And then it's like, oh, that's that's what man. I'm saying. Like, like I, I will no longer not that I ever really did, but I will no longer take anything Bruce Arians says seriously because and, and, and he had the quote this past week that was like. You yeah. know, I, I don't give a crap about your response. And everybody's like, ooh, how cool. Bruce cursed. He's so awesome. He says what's on his mind. No, dude, he he is a hypocrite. That's okay. Like, just the, admit it. The, the press conference curse has, I think, in these past three years, this is another, another, t another rabbit hole, but the press conference curse has gone from, like, really unique and sort of cool to... 
I think it's been a little bit overplayed. It's in, a move it, in twenty twenty one. It's, 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 it's I, I got to throw some heat off of like the thing I'm actually talking about here. So it's a move. Like it's it's a carefully. Like, oh, it's like the the crowd kind the crowd kind of like it gasps a little bit, and it's, then you, it's like you get confused a, as to what the original point was about well, anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're a kid in school and like somebody gets in trouble and everybody's like, right. Ooh, that's what it is. Um, but it's over. It's 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 gotten to be a little bit overplayed, and and I think. Uh, they the athletes it used to be an off-the-cuff thing where i think it's starting to become a little bit more self-aware and, and that of course ruins any kind of any kind uh, of bit not a way you can describe antonio brown as mentioned uh just quickly sam donald and cam newton alternated in this game um i don't know why matt rule after the game p did you see this his quote I did. um yeah. so you can, have, if, you can okay. i'm gonna read it yeah i would like you to read it please so again this is matt rule coach of the super awful Carolina Panthers after they just lost by 26 points uh, as the other team celebrated a division championship in their building when he is two seasons into this with a total and absolute mess, not just on his staff. Okay, here we go. The quarterback position. Go ahead. I believe it's 1000% working. I just know no one can see it. And I apologize as I tell our team, the Panthers all the time, it took Jay-Z seven years he had to start his own agency to become an overnight sensation. It takes time. Uh, very clearly, Matt Rule needs to go to the RJ Ochoa school of comparisons, you know, because you you seem to be the best at this that I, of, of anyone I've ever met. And Matt Rule in that comparison made absolutely no sense. <laughs> what is he even talking about? Uh, yeah, to start his own agency, where is the comparison? There is he going to start his own team next year? Like, what? <laughs> What do you mean? Is there a 33rd team that we don't know about that uh, you are going to coach uh, uh, when the Panthers fire you two years into your seven-year contract? What? I, I know I, I called out BLG earlier on the Justin Herbert thing, but BLG has a term that is so applicable here. Big loser energy. What mm. the hell are you talking about, Matt? What more like, can you say? I you you actually, Matt Rule, have the 99 problems. Like like you 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 have the like yes. 99 problems that actually you have the full hundred like you have all of them i if i i hope jay-z tweets about this like that that's what i want at this point like i want jay-z to tweet about this and just embarrass the panthers like the panthers are an atrocity i just they're insignificant the, um, the, the, the teppers need to get that dirt off their shoulder and move on at this point Look at the this, rule this man does not miss people it, it's over it, the crowd was chanting fire rule after this game so I, yeah. I I think the experiment is over. And, you know, when it comes to Darnold and Newton, right, we clearly can understand so, now. I've these never are, heard that these are, Newton. These are, these are clipboard guys, right? I mean, they're backup quarterbacks in the NFL at this point. I don't think they should necessarily be out of the NFL. But you can't go in with confidence in Sam Darnold. Like, Darnold needs to, needs to go and do a Trubisky year or two, like he's doing in Buffalo right now. And Newton is a veteran quarterback who could really, I think, still be in the league and mentor someone and maybe have a spot start here and there. And for what it's worth, when he was essentially fired by the Patriots, he said he would be open to that. So we'll, we'll see if he puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to next year. But I just need like neither of these guys are starters in the NFL. They're not. Um, somehow, some way, they are not the most dysfunctional team in the NFL because the New York Giants exist. The G-Men losing their 11th game of the season, 34-10, to 10, the final score, as the Philadelphia Eagles got above 500, above the nest. Shout out, of course, to Rachelle, uh, our fantastic <laughs> producer and the work she does over at yeah. Green Nation. Um, 
Jalen Hurts, 17 of 29, 199 yards, two touchdowns, including one to Lane Johnson in the fourth quarter when things were starting to be poured on. Um, I just love this because the Eagles now have a chance to be in the postseason here, which is wild. They're currently in the seventh seed. They would currently visit the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card. And you know they're going to win. Like, you know, BLG is going to dance on the Cowboys Super Bowl aspirations. And I've been so wonderful to you here today, Pete. I, <laughs> I've called the Chargers frauds. I mean, like, I it's Christmas no. time. It's the sandwich yeah, we can talk no. about. I'm here. I mean, like, I'm trying to, to be with Can't, my friend, my pal, Pete. And you, you can see what is there like? The Eagles are up 24 to 24 to 14, and they're showing jerry jones in the box looking disappointed again they're talking about mike mccarthy you have sirianni with his visor running up and down the sidelines ready to play in the right, division let's get, round. let's get to the game because i no. have a lot of thoughts no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait. i, I want to say something Pete. you don't so, like that scenario okay so lane johnson caught a touchdown in this game all right lane johnson is an offensive lineman yes <laughs> just, just to be clear Late, later later in the day terrence Steele, dallas cowboys offensive lineman caught a touchdown okay lane johnson and terrence Steele each have one receiving touchdown on the season that is more than kenny galladay and Kadarius tony have combined oh, this season the giants Yikes. are awful jake Fromm was pulled in this game after going six of 17 for 25 yards and an interception mike glennon wasn't exactly much better Kadarius, the leading receiver on the giants was Kadarius tony with 28 yards um saquon barkley 15 carries for a whopping 32 yards his longest gain on the day a seven yard carry pete this dreadful New York Giants performance where they only scored a touchdown in the final four minutes of the game in garbage time came on the day that it was reported by ESPN that the Giants, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, are doubling down, not just on Daniel Jones, who I don't think it's unfair to believe in a little bit, but they are doubling down on Joe Judge laughing stock pete absolute laughing stock the new york giants pete sweeney your yes. childhood team have scored or rather did score four offensive touchdowns in the month of december the dallas cowboys scored six offensive touchdowns on sunday night not my giants <laughs> i gotta go to the other new york team for a second here quickly and i forgot to say this and i'll get back to the giants but Speaking of offensive linemen, and I forgot to bring this point up, in Jets and Jaguars, oh my two God. offensive linemen scored touchdowns in that game. And I wanted to bring it up, and I that's why I'm doing it now, because you love scoregamis. This was the only offensive lineman Ami in the history. The, since 1950, not two offensive linemen have not scored touchdowns. Back to this game with the, the New York Giants. Ridiculous that they're doubling down on, on Jones and Judge. This has been an absolute disaster. And the Giants, to me, look like a team... So say wins weren't a thing and all you had was tape, right? And you don't know that the Lions have two lost two wins and you don't know the Jaguars have whatever they have. I don't have it in front of me. The Giants could be the worst team in the league, right? I mean, they are. They, they, they are. Obje- I think they are. Like from a you know quality what I'm standpoint. Yeah, they, and, they are. And, and, and to the best programs in the NFL, the best franchises, right? They get to a certain point. Where they have the confidence in 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 their decision making to say, you know, we are going to admit we were wrong. We are going to cut our losses. I understand the Mara family wants to say, okay, we don't want to have another coach every two years, but you got to keep making moves uh, until you get it right. I mean, it is clear as day that this guy should not be a head coach. I mean, it is clear as day that Daniel Jones has a ceiling, and it is absurdly Dude, low. I, like, no, I mean. 
You, and you're, you're not giving your fan base any no, kind of confidence I, I, at all. I don't want to make this about Daniel Jones because I think like it's fair to believe we've seen quarterbacks like join new staffs and, and be resuscitated. So like I think that's no. that's in, that exists in the world of possibilities for Daniel Jones. No. It does not exist in any world that Daniel or excuse me that Joe Judge would be good. Like what what an embarrassment. I mean and, and like again you you normally see and I'm not saying Jason Garrett was the right choice at offensive coordinator, but you normally see when somebody fires the offensive coordinator or the defense. You know what I mean? Like you see like a bounce. You understand? Like you you see the one game where you're right. like, well, that's why. Like. That coordinator was the problem, and that just has not happened here. The Giants suck. That's the word I would use. They are terrible. They are awful. They are hilarious. I love watching the turmoil that they are in. They are truly, totally, absolutely, unequivocally awful. My last point on this game, uh, Devontae Smith had a touchdown, and this, look, it was a touchdown. I want to be very clear here. Devontae Smith had an awesome touchdown that, that should have been ruled as one from the beginning. It was, I don't know if you saw this because I know you were getting ready. Um, it was initially, Not. it was initially uh, reviewed. It, it was a touchdown that was reviewed and ruled incomplete. He had, it was near the, the edge of the end zone. Yeah. So he was looking at his feet. It was ruled incomplete. The officials then went and they came out, they announced incomplete, whatever. They went back and reviewed it and then deemed it a touchdown. And I'm happy ultimately that the right call was made, but man, officials just like, this is awful. Like, I, I don't want to be the next person complaining about officials. They're, they're so bad, but this, this is really, really, really bad. Uh, but the New York giants, uh, you're bad. Anyway, you ready to move on Pete? Yes. Oh, last thing on the giants. They, you never want to be a team that when you, when you trade for a first round pick that you pick ahead of them. Like, you know what I mean? Cause you're like, Oh man, that means we suck more than, more than that team. <laughs> they have the bears first round pick the uh, bears and have a worse first round pick than them. And they play the bears this week, the battle of loserness for the giants and everything. But, but with the bears coming off their win over the Seahawks, like there's no way the bears lose that game. Um, I don't. I don't want to bet on anybody in that game. Anyway, uh, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs dominated the Pittsburgh. Oh uh, yeah, Patrick wow. Mahomes, who sent Aiden Diggs a jersey. Very cool move of Patrick Mahomes. He's back. Twenty three of thirty. A ho hum. Two hundred fifty eight yards. Three touchdowns. Hundred thirty five point one passer rating. Byron Pringle, who you trashed earlier, Pete called him a bubble watch guy. Seventy five yards and two touchdowns. Meanwhile, what a surprise, Pete! The Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers are trapped by Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Yeah, it was a it was an ugly game, and the Pittsburgh Steelers were never in it. I know that Patrick Mahomes has a lot of these highlights in this game, but if you really zoned in on it, to me it was the Chiefs front just not allowing the Steelers to operate, and the offense looked good enough. Yeah, it was Travis, thirty to nothing be before Pittsburgh Tra scored. I mean, Travis that was a Kel field goal. What is amazing about it is Travis Kelsey didn't play in this game. Tyree Kill was just off the COVID list, and so he didn't have practice and you know i'm not really sure how winded he was but he didn't really look to be exactly the same so yeah it was mahomes and and even clyde edward DeLaire, the running back got hurt in this game so it was mahomes and pringle and Derek gore mccall hardman and i don't know and and you're gonna really rise at this but i don't care it in the in this in the course of history of of tom brady for example i he did it with guys and different guys every year and Mahomes doesn't really have that opportunity yet because it's so early in his career. But this was one of the early opportunities where it was Mahomes and a bunch of Jags, as they would say, and they embarrassed a potential playoff team in the Pittsburgh I, Steelers. I don't think you need to 
like, look, it was an awesome win, and Mahomes is awesome. But I don't think you can rightfully claim like they embarrassed and almost like like the Steelers are worthy. That's all I'm saying. Like the Steelers were. I'm not saying. I mean, they, the, I'm not trying two, to take away from the, it. But the, Steelers the leading are a tackler, bad team. the leading tackler, and the leading receiver are just undrafted free agents. I just I was impressed with with, with Patrick Mahomes, and he looked as good as he has. Yeah, it, all year, all year, and that's a huge sign. And the defense looked amazing with Chris Jones back in the lineup. It, it's a, it's going to be a tough team to beat and you have to have the players to do it. And that's, you know, going back to the Buffalo bills, even though that it's been a little bit more up and down for them, I just think they have the personnel that can hang with the chiefs if they're playing their best game. I don't really know if I necessarily feel that about any other team in the AFC and similar to the Seattle Seahawks on the other side here, very clearly the final games of big Ben's career, this does not seem like a team that's going to find their way into the postseason, and we'll see if they're also like Denver in the quarterback sweepstakes in the offseason. I would love to see, I would love to see Kirk Cousins be their quarterback next year. Honestly, um, your guy. We'll yeah. see. Um, so okay, they could let's, continue to get records like this every year. I thought Pete Sweeney that that was going to be the the you know I was prepared like when I saw this game I was like well that's the biggest beat down we're gonna we're gonna talk about when when we when we <laughs> oh get God, Monday football Monday I, I really thought that I really thought w I can't I can't wait to say to Pete you know that the Kansas City is back the W F for frauds despite the fact that they were never Washington fraudulent team they embarrassingly i mean just i i don't even i like to think yeah. i have a lot of like i have a large vocabulary i the i don't have the words for how utterly embarrassing it is that they mm. copied the cowboys bench thing and that they are now zero two while doing so <laughs> i don't have the words for ron rivera clutching his pearls and taking like supreme offense to Mike McCarthy saying that he thought his team would win the game two weeks ago. Since Ron Rivera went on his team's show, the you know Washington football team's website, whatnot, he said, you know, I, that's a really bad idea. He made it about him. I, you know, he's, he's just trying to get into our heads. I think that yeah. that was a mistake. Ron Rivera's cute little Washington football team got swept. And on Sunday night, they got cute. demolished. They got <laughs> taken apart. There's they got nothing throttled. Worse than they got, like a team they got flat out dominated oh, and embarrassed God. on national television and knocked all the way out of playoff contention. However, sad and pathetic it was that they were near there at the very beginning. 56 to 14, the widest margin of victory by an NFL team over another. If you believe that Washington is deserving of being called an NFL team today, a just total demolition of Ron Rivera's stupidly fraud team. In fact, Pete Sweeney, they are so embarrassing that they fought one another on the Not benches good. in question. Yeah, they got you got to realize that there's cameras at these games. I think the biggest thing for the Cowboys offense, and correct me if I'm wrong, RJ, is just the amount of receivers and spreading the ball and, and just the fact that uh, it really seemed like this Cowboys offense was clicking on all cylinders when I think the Cowboys offense is at its best. And Dak Prescott, in a sense, is cooking 330, four touchdowns in this game. It's when he's spreading the ball around and you don't really know where it's going to go. And and similar to like you talk about the Kansas City beatdown where you, you finally see something out of Patrick Mahomes. You needed even against the Washington football team who isn't going anywhere. You needed to see this type of performance at the end of the year in that like sense of peaking at the right time to really feel like they're comfortable about picking the Cowboys. Now I think the Cowboys are going to be a hot pick by a lot of people to go to the Super Bowl once again. You couldn't really feel that for uh, what were uh, a few weeks. Uh, I believe it was Gregory who had that tip 
interception. He had a tip interception against him two weeks ago, actually, but it was Demarcus Lawrence. Who Sorry, Demarcus and, Lawrence and took it to the house on Sunday night. On yeah, on Sunday night. Um, what a play! And I thought just an exclamation point. Uh, Digs with what eleven interceptions now. They have the first defense. play of the game. They're trying him. What are you doing? <laughs> they I have mean, the, like <laughs> they have the defense. They have the offense. And then I also saw something that I liked in the highlights of this where. There was a, a Cowboys playing layer, layer laying down with Heineke, which is just such. That, so that was uh, two weeks ago after Randy Gregory had a play on Taylor Heineke. He was they were just kind of positioned next yeah. to one another, and Randy kind of you know yeah. smiled and laughed, did the same thing. So yeah. I mean that like those um, those, is, those are the it, kind of things like when you're having fun and right. you're dominating, like all those things are so great. It, it, that felt to me like a a Rogers yelling to the Bears crowd moment of oh of I love you, Pete I Dallas. You. I've never said it. Dallas owning the WFT and you know you look at the rest of this division and it's it's good for the division that the Eagles exist because these other two teams for you know the other two teams I know the Eagles struggle with the Giants sometimes sorry BLG but they should be four easy wins for the foreseeable future I mean that's just kind of where I think the Cowboys and Eagles are at with this thing uh, Dak Prescott is nine and one in his career against the Washington football team. Uh, he is nine and one in his last 10 games against the New York Giants, to your point. I mean, just total absolute domination from the past and seemingly so in the future. Dak threw four touchdowns in this game, one to a wide receiver in Amari Cooper, one to a tight end in Dalton Schultz, one to a running back in Ezekiel Elliott, and one to an offensive tackle, as mentioned in Terrence Steele, also one in an obligatory reference to a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, I mean, wow. He was awesome. I mean, and this was the this was what you needed. This is what every Cowboys fan has been waiting for. You kind of experienced this uh, with the Chiefs wins as of late. You know, the offense kind of coming on board. I would say the Chargers mm-hmm. win was kind of that. I mean, this it, it was just total absolute domination. They had a block punt for a touchdown. I mean, th- this was. I think you Nothing can make like an argument. This was the, the most complete game that any team has played in the NFL all season. Um, and Washington was embarrassed. Washington got routed Washington like and I, I I throw you in this Pete it remains utterly hilarious to me that anybody picked them to win this thing when they barely won it last year with a, <laughs> a below 500 record one of the wins in fact a result of it being given to them because the Eagles threw it in week 17 what a joke like what a what an absolute total complete joke of a franchise washington is for a number of different reasons but well Dallas of course back. i mean you're talking about two different teams this is the heineke wft that of course was the smith wft uh, which are vastly different mm, very good teams. point um very quickly pete before we leave we have a 7777 monday night football matchup the miami dolphins visiting the new orleans saints uh Sean Payton has come out and said that he wants to see the Superdome packed. Uh, both of these teams looking to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, where you at? What do you like? How you feeling? I mean, Miami's going to win this game, Whoa. right? Yeah, I agree. Right. You, you can't bet on that quarterback. This is, is the that, NFL. Is that the end of your... Okay. I was, <laughs> this is the National done speaking. Um, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the NFL. The Saints called Drew Brees, and he sent them a picture of him golfing. That's how desperate they were to not start this quarterback. If Tua loses to this quarterback, he should be released. (laughs) (laughs) Is Um, that a hot take? Is that a hot uh, take? No, but um, okay. Um, I agree. I think Miami wins. Um, I, you know, what is his name? Ian Book. Uh, yes. (laughs) 
and you know we don't even know the quarterback's name it, it is that. Ian Book. The rare wore a gold helmet in college and gets to wear another one in the pro thing. You know, you don't see that all too often. So um, good for him. Uh, but um, last last bit of NFL news, I guess, here, Pete. And sorry uh, to our uh, producer, Rachel. Uh, but uh, the NFL just announced that the Rams-Ravens game this week has been moved to the noon slate. Um, so oh, no. total disrespect to the Ravens. Uh, Rams and Ravens? Uh, what, what, what time were they? They were in the afternoon, and okay. um, and uh, no Sunday the, night football change, right? No, and the oh, in, instead the Panthers Saints game has replaced them in the afternoon window. Um, oh gosh! Did and you... I, I, I tell you why that that has happened, Pete. All right, you ready for this? There are now one, two, three, four, five games taking place in the afternoon window on Sunday. The first one, Denver at the Chargers, frauds against frauds. Uh, the second one, Houston at San Francisco, losers against, you know, mild losers. Uh, right. Obviously, Panthers at Saints, losers against losers. Uh, Detroit at Seattle. I mean, goodness gracious. But the fifth game, Arizona at Dallas. The NFL is setting it up to where that will be the only thing that anybody watches. I guarantee you that will be one of the highest rated games of the season because it's the afternoon window and everything else is a stinker. Some people might have watched Rams Ravens. Yeah, I mean, America's team is in there, and they're they're playing the Dallas Cowboys because JJ Watt is on the Cardinals. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, and uh, I'm just grateful. I don't know if you heard the fear in my voice, but I was real worried about Chiefs and Bengals getting moved, and I am so happy that it remained at noon. I don't complain as much about the Sunday night football stuff as Pete does, but it's not fun. I'll say that I I can't stand. (laughs) I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I I when the when the Chiefs get moved, which happens a lot now, it is it makes it. I yelled one time. You know, this year they they all of a sudden Chiefs and Broncos went from noon to Sunday night. I don't know how that happened, but it was not fun. It was not a fun fun moment for me. Pete, the uh, weather outside, not exactly frightful. is one of the warmest Christmases across the country in recent memory, but you remain so delightful. This has been Monday Football Monday, oh the SB Nation NFL show. Cowboys and Chiefs on the way to Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56. Pete Sweeney, the final words belong to you. Make them great. Make them historic. Make them the most wonderful words we've ever heard. Go. RJ, I'll see you next year. Boom. <laughs> All blank sign, baby. <laughs> <laughs>